listening to Heroes Initiative. Welcome back, viewers. Thanks so much for tuning in to our last part with Christine, where we talked about a little bit her trip to Uganda. And now we're going to continue on with this segment. So stay tuned for more. So going back to where you were helping out at the refugee camps, um, how would you describe um, what it was like to be selling those soaps that they um, that you guys made in the marketplace or to be able to like see how these refugees lives like are in action what was that what did that mean to you uh so we didn't sell the soaps mm. we just helped make them and we i don't think they're being sold in the refugee camps they're being made in the refugee camps but then they're taken out of the refugee camps by like missionaries to like sell them on the streets elsewhere i don't know exactly where um and then the money from that goes back into um the refugees gotcha so there are the full-time missionaries there who like that is their job basically is they go out and they take what you guys have made in the um, camps and then they sell them where do they sell them you know that's a good question unfortunately i do not know um i assume like around uganda but uh, i know um i couldn't tell you exactly like the website but they do sell i think some online from the rhino it's the camp was called the rhino camp settlement so awesome wow that's really interesting i yeah did not know that so thank you for telling me about that um so looking at how you were able to like pour into the teachers pour into the ladies at the um girls homes and everything um you talked about a little bit your experience with um, ministering to those people but what is something else that you were able to uh, learn from them while you were there yeah that's a great question because that's also something that is really cool is you know learning to like just humble yourself while you're there and understanding that there's so much you know that they can teach you and that they can show you um, so for example just like again like I said I would go into the kitchen and help them cook um, they are so much better at like cooking and like cutting food than I am, you know, like they know how to like do it quick and efficient and um, I don't know. It was just so cool. Like they would take a pot off of the hot fire without using like oven mitts, which might be a little thing, but it just blew my mind because I don't know how they did it. Like I have like weak, weak fingers, but I could not even come close. So they taught us like cool, like small things like, you know, cooking and stuff. Um and then also, like I said before, uh, when we were at the school in the refugee camps helping cleaning up, uh, they taught us some of the language. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly the name of the language. I remember some of the words of it, but um, that was also really cool. And then in terms of, like, I guess more significant things and deeper things, uh, they taught us a lot about hospitality. I thought was super cool and that's definitely something that um, I took back with me a bit was just learning how to welcome people into your home and I don't know they're such a friendly and welcoming people um, they would honestly like give us all that they had if it came to it and it's like trust me like we don't need this but they're like no 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 take it and it's like you know, and it's like you feel bad, but also like if you reject it, it's rude. So you accept it. But like they're just such loving people. Um, so 
that's just something that I really learned from them is how to be more hospitable. Trying to um, paint a fuller picture of what your trip looked like, what was it to be um, with your fellow missionaries at nighttime? What were some of the activities that you would do there? Um, and what were some of the things that you enjoyed most about that? You ever heard of Star Tiffin? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so <laughs> we would like, this sounds really sketch. I don't even know if I should talk about this, but I'm going to because I don't know. Um, so we would like go out into the middle of like a field at late at night. And then, so, okay, something about like where we were was that I will not forget ever was just the stars. And maybe it's because we live in Atlanta, but like you never see the stars here, but where we were staying the stars were absolutely amazing stunning um yeah couldn't like it took my breath away but basically we would go out to the field in the middle of the night kind of sketch but it's okay and then we would like basically you would like look up and stare at a star and then someone would spin you around like 20 times and then you would like and then after that you would like shine a flashlight into their eyes and it would make them like you would then they would like try to like grab the light but then they would like fall over and it's kind of hilarious and honestly it might be a form of hazing but it was really funny and I enjoyed it and it's also like fun to be the one that's like spinning because it's like a weird like feeling but then it's also really funny to like see people fall down um and then we would also <laughs> we would also just like play games there was some fun games we would play um I'm trying to remember exactly what we played we played the couch game I don't know if you've heard of that one but uh, we would play card games. One of the missionaries had a Lord of the Rings Monopoly. So one night we stayed up until like 3 a.m. playing Lord of the Rings Monopoly and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, late at night, it was also a great time to like just relax and like, you know, further strengthen our relationships because during the day it was like exhausting and we would do a lot of ministry during then. Uh, but at night was really the time that we had for each other and just, again, building relationships, getting to know each other better, playing games, having fun, relaxing if we need it. Um, and then also at night was usually when we did our Bible studies, so um, which was also really important. So we to make sure that we did have like, you know, that spiritual discipline, not only just like an outward spiritual discipline, but also... Um, growing closer with Christ through uh, daily devotions by ourselves, but also as a group. So funny thing, actually, um, we went through Acts, Esther, and Ruth. No way. Yeah, so I'm familiar. <laughs> so yeah, we went through those three chapters uh, throughout it. And we also went through a little bit of Ecclesiastes. Um, so it was, yeah, it was really awesome. Um, again, it was, and we all would like take turns leading it, which was super cool. Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect of our group. For our listeners, for context, those are exactly the books that we're reading here in the BCM. We're reading Acts right now in Velocity, which is our large, large group. And in our small groups this semester, we've been reading Ruth first and then Esther. So that's awesome. I also wanted to ask, how have you seen your prayer life um, increase and improve from this trip? Uh, what was it like to just be in that place and like still have to maintain a healthy prayer life? Yeah, so um, it definitely like showed the importance of prayer, I would say, because, you know, when you're there ministering to people, it's really important to like 
pray for them because it kind of, you know, if you pray for them, it kind of has that idea of, you know, you're not in control whatsoever. Like it's all in God's hands. So praying for these people, um, just like asking, like, you know, you can share the gospel with people and you can be obedient, but ultimately it's like up to God, um, you know, to change their hearts. So, uh, it was just super cool to be able to be there and pray. And then even after coming back, um, making sure to continually like pray for them. I think just right now, like for listeners, some prayer requests would of course be like for the long-term missionaries there. Um, they could definitely use some prayer just with their ministry. They're still working at the Rhino refugee camps. Um, and then also there's just a lot of like, I guess, fear we've noticed, um, there just surrounding COVID. So just prayer for that as well. Um, and then finally, there's also just, I don't know, it is very humbling to see this, but it was, there was a lot of, I guess, physical needs as well as spiritual needs there. So definitely a prayer for both of those aspects. Awesome. I was just reading, um, I can't remember where it was in the Bible. Sometimes my mind just escapes me, but, um, it's talking about, uh, meeting spiritual needs and physical needs and how, um, it's not just saying, Oh, be well, be warm. And then not doing anything about it. You know, um, as believers and as stewards of our faith, you know, as long as we have things, you know, we ought to give it up to people and, and allow people to just see, um, that, Yes, we want to take their needs up to the Lord, but if we can diagnose them right now, then why don't we, you know? So that's really cool, and that's encouraging to hear that that's, you know, what you guys prayed for and what you're currently still praying for. Um, do you have any other, um, I guess, thoughts and, and prayers for yourself learning, for the um, learning from the trip or from uh, your fellow missionaries who you went uh with the five other people who you went on the trip with yeah definitely so uh i would definitely emphasize just praying um for the team and the idea that you know it's really easy to and i'm speaking you know personally for myself i know uh also it's really easy to get on jesus highs when you go on like mission trips or camps so just prayer that even though we um it might seem like we're getting back into the routine of like everyday life, you know, that we still just have that fire for Christ that we just remember, you know, we're, we still have the same command from God in Uganda as we do here, um, in Atlanta or wherever else we may be. Um, and that we remember to just live a life on mission for Christ and that we maintain just daily devotion with him. Awesome. Just reminding me of uh, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And, you know, that's not just nations abroad, but that's nations here where we're at right now. And that's just not uh, not just where we're at right now, but also in places that are far away from us. So it goes both ways. And yeah, it's just important to remember that, which is why I'm so excited for the summer just to see who all is going to be on mission wherever they are. I'm just so elated to be able to um, 
get to see who is going to be ready to go on semi now and who is going to be um, in different countries regardless of whether they're going on a semi now trip or not. So do you have any final thoughts? No, I think the only thing I want to just really encourage is, you know, if you're given the opportunity to, you know, do send me now, like definitely for sure take it. It's been such a rewarding experience in my life um, and in the lives of others as well. So I would, you know, highly recommend it. And um, if anyone interested in doing send me now wants to talk, I'm always open to chat. Thank you guys so much for tuning into our Heroes Initiative podcast. Thank you, Christine, for being so willing to come on here and share everything that you've been able to garner and learn. And yeah, and I pray that you just continue that spirit um, just with fervor and zeal that God is guiding you in everything. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Heroes Initiative.